I mean, we're just trying to fit in with the community that we now live in. So um, it feels really nice. I don't, I don't want to work in a big fancy restaurant. I just want to be a part of the community. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Last time we caught up with Jo Barrett, she detailed the life and times of living in future food system, the greenhouse by Juice in Federation Square and her publication, Have a Go. A lot has changed since then and she now finds herself in Lawn, Victoria with an exciting new project. Jo, how are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Good. It's, it's so much going on in your world. I find it hard to keep up with it, but you've landed the most extraordinary gig, which I'm fascinated about in, in Lawn. How, how did it come about? Um, a friend of mine who was the chef, um, Luke Morgan of the Bowls Club, he was the chef here probably about five years ago. Um, and he um, spent a lot of time with us up at Future Food System. Um, he's got a property in Dean's Marsh. Kind of said to me, hey, um, do you want to come and plant the farm out at Dean's Marsh? And, I, you know, it's an opportunity of a lifetime. Um, we share a similar cooking ethos. And, um, yeah, I didn't want to miss it. But he also said that the Lawn Bowls Club lease was coming up um, if I was interested. And he said he had a great time here. So... I guess I yeah, wasn't really looking to open an, a restaurant, especially after COVID and um, the experience at Future Food System. Uh, didn't know where I wanted to work either. And I was living on Flinders Island for the first half of this year. So it kind of ticked all the boxes of being a community place and a reason to cook for people was um, to create a, you know an environment that is just for locals. And that's kind of how I envision cooking now, a restaurant with a purpose of feeding a community you've said so many extraordinary things that i want to delve into one of them was plant a farm like what's (laughs) tell us about what what you're doing there and that connection that you'll have um, for the restaurant as well yeah i mean it's really early days at the moment um it's a small plot which we'll look to expand um and already learning so much about you know future food system things were growing so quickly on the roof because they were in black barrels and it was nice and warm and then being up in dean's marsh in the otways it's freezing and very rainy so things are growing very slowly so we started planting um i mean luke started planting in may put in about 100 bulbs of garlic and you know they're very slow compared to some of his friends down in lawn their garlic has shot up so just the experience of colder climate growing which means we're going to have to get the polytunnels in the ground and a few greenhouses happening Um, but we've put in lots of greens um yeah so there's there's stuff there it's just a bit slower so we have planted a small plot out the back of an existing garden at the lawn bowls club that we'll use for garnishing and the community gardens across the road so it's just small beginnings uh, sustainability and sort of ethics within food is not something that you're unfamiliar with. It's been a, a hallmark of your career to date. But did that future food system uh, impact or change the way you approach cookery and food? Yeah, it, it has. Um, and I think Oak Ridge was a really big part of that as well. Uh, it's hard to envision cooking for large numbers. Um, I just don't I don't want to kind of order lots of things from suppliers like work with big mainstream suppliers, but then coming down to lawn in summer, it can be like that. So I guess there's like a bit of a conscience there now about trying to get the balance of 
having a profitable restaurant and it'll just take a bit of a balance to get that right, um, doing things the right way, but also, yeah, making it a profitable business, which I think is what Future Food System has taught me because a lot of people did come in there kind of saying, yeah, it's okay, you only feed 14 people, how do we do that on a larger scale? But there are things that you can do and I guess it's just implementing them and they, they do, they're costly, some, some of them. Um, so just kind of doing small bits at a time to get to your final destination, really. You mentioned you spent some time on Flinders Island. Do, do you have any stories of, of what you're up to there and what it was like? Oh, it was the opportunity of a lifetime. Um, was Went over there kind of for three months but ended up staying for five. Um, at the start, it was to do a bit of farm work on a coin farm, which is a beef farm and built some cattle yards and just trying to understand what it's like as a primary producer, especially using beef. Um, a lot of people see it as a destructive farming practice, but it was quite an eye-opening experience, you know, um, learning a bit more about carbon sequestering and um, I guess methane production and healthy soils, which was really interesting. Uh, and then worked with Joe Yule on Island Time at the Wharf restaurant, which was incredible. Um, probably the best lead up to working in a regional town like Lawn because you couldn't get more regional than Flinders Island and the balance between running, you know, looking after a local community and a tourist community as well. Um, so I worked there and then uh, I now work with Joe ongoing with On Island Time because we're changing the concept slightly. So it's a, a forever place now. I bought a block over there, which is great. <laughs> Tell us a bit about sort of you know the offering that you were doing there. Um, how do you how do you create something for a, a venue or place that's so unique like that? Um, I mean, I'm not coming in trying to change much. I just want to fit in with what's here. So it's because it is a clubhouse and an active bowls club and a really iconic community space. I'll just cook for those um, those people really. So quite affordable food still well sourced which will be really interesting and creative for me to try and do that um really like probably bistro style um it'll be a bit surprising but there's no table service so you'll come get up and pay at the bar and order at the bar and the food will come out and then when you're ready for dessert head over to the kitchen and it will be what we have so i mean we're just trying to fit in with the community that we now live in so um, it feels really nice. I don't. I don't want to work in a big, fancy restaurant. I just want to be a part of a community. Little Picket is the name at Lawn Bowls Club. Tell us a bit about about the venue and the and the local area and and maybe what you will have on the menu. Yeah. So the new clubhouse, well, it's kind of new, was built in two thousand and three. But it's a bowls club that I think's been around since nineteen fifty six. So um, very very iconic to the area. Uh, the food will be all locally sourced, um, bistro fare. So we'll have a muscle bouillon base to start this week, but the menu will change every week. We'll focus on probably oh, four or five mains, maybe, depending how much prep we can get done, <laughs> um, and a pretty strong um, snack menu because we encourage people to come down and have a bowl, which is another thing that I really like. It's not all focused on the food and the beverage. You know, it's about coming and having a barefoot bowl with your family or kind of connecting generations of older people with 
younger people. It's, that's the kind of space that the bowls club is um, and is known mm. for. You mentioned that it was sort of you weren't sure what you were going to do after some of the incredible experiences you've had and, and you've landed at Lawn Bowls Club. What, what are you loving about this new sort of adventure that you're on? Um, I like that it's kind of low-key and gives me the opportunity to I'm, – I'm still cooking, which I don't ever want to not be cooking, so I get to do that. But then I'm really interested in the growing and the agricultural side of food, so to have the opportunity to be planting – and learn about that is really exciting. And then to be next to the ocean and close to my family, my family on the coast. So, yeah, to be, we, I mean, we went fishing last week and saw dolphins and whales and caught snapper. And, you know, I've been diving down here with um, Tobin Kent from Moona Restaurant for a while now. So, and he's close by. So, just connecting the hobbies really with, with the cooking. <laughs> Well, what's some of the sort of local produce that you will have access to and, and particularly that seafood with such an extra- extraordinary access there? Yeah, well, it's interesting because I haven't really used much seafood in the last almost 10 years with Oak Ridge and Future Food System. We were using more farmed seafood and then Flinders Island was really interesting because it, you're on an island and the local fishermen go out and pop it on the doorstep of the restaurant. So... Yeah, getting back into that, I guess, um, with Port Arlington mussels and um, there's a local fisherman here, but there's also a really nice community of farmers doing lamb and pig. Um, there's a few beef growers and um, organic vegetable growers. So like at Oak Ridge, it took us a while to find those people and ever since kind of we let news slip that we were opening, we've had heaps of crew come out of the woodwork saying oh I grow oranges or I distill gin and it's awesome because once the word's out everyone kind of tells you what they're doing well Joe I love how you said that you like the low-key nature of the gig but I've got a funny feeling you might be very busy in summer Uh, (laughs) (laughs) well it's as always it's an absolute honor to catch up with you Joe good good luck with the new project it sounds amazing and um, we'll catch up again soon thanks so much Huck thank you This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we take a deep dive into the lives of the incredible people who ply their trade in the food and hospitality sector. Special thanks to executive producer Rob Locke for making this all happen. Follow us on Instagram at Deep in the Weeds podcast or email us at podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay safe and be well.